Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another bonus episode of EXO Higher Self. So grateful to be back here with you, the Patreon fam. So for these bonus episodes, I feel a little more comfortable talking about some personal higher self experiences because, you know, we're amongst family. And just like you, I still struggle every day with negative thoughts and judgments. And I have to constantly ask myself, you know, what would my higher self say? I was at the grocery store the other day. And, you know, it can be tense environment at this grocery store, especially because this particular grocery store that we go to is always really crowded. And I was shopping and this older woman who was also shopping was on her cell phone yelling at somebody, probably some family member, because she was just like going off with uh, a lot of criticism to whoever it was on the other end of that phone call and just having like a really loud argument. And at first I could kind of ignore it, although she was being really loud. It was almost comical because she had this super strong New York accent. She seemed like a character out of like a Martin Scorsese film. Anyway, I swear to goddess, every time I went into a new aisle, she would somehow appear in that aisle too, still yelling on her phone. And and I was getting more and more annoyed. Like, how could she be so careless with her energy? You know, I'm just trying to have a peaceful day, just buying some groceries. I'm tired. And here she is yelling like in my ear without any consideration for other people. And then when I thought I finally got away from her, There she appeared again, like right before I was done at the other side of the grocery store. And this time she is yelling at who seemed to be her daughter, who was also shopping there, apparently. And they both had different shopping carts. And then they were both like yelling at each other and like putting different items in each other's carts. I don't know what was going on. But by now, I was fully annoyed. And I'm like done with my shopping and I'm waiting in line to check out. When I suddenly realized that for like the past 10 minutes, I've been yelling at this woman in my own head about how inconsiderate and angry she is. And I'm having like a full on rant in my head to this woman. (laughs) And my higher self just kind of like clicked on. And I realized that I was doing exactly the same thing that she was doing, but I was doing it to myself. Like, in my own head, and I was feeling totally justified, which by the way, I'm sure she felt totally justified whenever she was yelling. And my higher self in that moment helped me see that this woman and I were the same in that moment. And I'm just as capable of a rant as she is. And when I recognized myself in her, which is what compassion is, I wasn't as angry at her anymore. I saw, yeah, people get caught up. People get caught up in their anger. And they can go on rants. 
And she obviously feels caught up in the emotions that she's having, just like I was just getting caught up in my judgments of her and going on a rant and of anger like quietly inside of me. And so I sent her some love and I immediately felt better because I recognized that that's something that I can do too. You know, I can get caught up. We can all get caught up. Your higher self is a state of consciousness that is the witness to your emotions with a compassionate and patient vision. It's like a bird's eye view of our experiences and it empowers us to come from love. That doesn't mean we won't get annoyed or angry or struggle, but it means we won't have to stay there, that eventually we can let it go and we can find so much more peace when we do. So yeah, that was my little higher self moment that I wanted to share with you this week. If you have a higher self moment that you want to share, like a story, like an encounter, or any kind of realization that you've had recently, please send us a voice memo to exohigherself at gmail.com because I would love to do an episode of other people's higher self stories. This is something that I've been kind of wanting to do for a while. And it would be great, especially to get um, the Patreon fam on board with that. So yeah, if you have a higher self realization, if you have, you know, one of those moments and you just want to share that story, record a voice memo of it and send it to our email. All right, that's all I have for this intro. Let's get to the bonus questions. This question is from an email. Howdy buddy, longtime fan, first time question asker here. My question relates to growing out of a parental relationship and how we can use our higher self as a guide to overcome disappointment and heartache, but also knowing how to navigate estrangement. My mom and I have a complicated relationship. It's taken a few years of therapy and distancing myself from her to realize just how damaging a lot of our relationship has been. She's controlling and deflects a lot of her internalized misogyny and judgment at me, is emotionally immature, and her behavior eventually led to a big fight a couple years ago. Since then, we don't talk much except around holidays and birthdays. In the grand scheme of things, I know my mom struggles with negligence and not being able to meet me where I need her. I'm her only daughter, but she has two sons that she treats really well in comparison to me. The thing I really struggle with, though, is knowing when I've done enough to communicate to her what I need and recognizing that it's her shortcomings that are hampering our relationship, not mine. The first couple of years of our estrangement, I sent her a couple thorough emails explaining my position and how I needed us to have an honest conversation about our relationship. Instead, she always deflected, said she didn't know what I was talking about, why we can't get back to the way things were, or just straight up ignored my comments. I think she also assumes our fight is just about her politics as a Trump voter, but I tried to clear that up in those messages that it goes a lot deeper than that. Recently, she sent me a check-in text and I left her on read. I didn't have the room to engage and my therapist praised me for setting the boundary, but in my head, I kept running around the idea of if I'm doing enough to communicate why I'm not talking to her. I've also had some big life events in the past year that I didn't invite her to or tell her about, getting married during COVID and moving states. I'm sure she's hurt and is playing the victim card and I know relationships are two-way streets. I'm just constantly fighting the inner battle of if I have done enough to communicate my needs or if I'm falling short of not treating her fairly. I want her in my life, but that would require change from her that she obviously isn't willing to do. 
There's a lot of emotional manipulation in our relationship, and I'm sure that's part of why I get stuck in these mental loops. But how can I be reassured that I'm doing the right thing by leaving her out of my life? Thank you for everything you do, Bunny. Your soul shines bright and makes all our lives brighter through your wisdom. I think it's really great that you've been so thoughtful about your boundaries and are working with your therapist about this issue. I can sense there is a lot of love between you and your mom, even if it's difficult to communicate. There comes a point in our life where we see our parents or caregivers as people outside of the role they are used to playing in our lives. They are people on their own journey of unlearning and coming from a different generation with a different set of challenges. We can't expect their unlearning process to be the same as ours. They grew up in some ways a totally different reality. Just like any other relationship, we have to decide if we can accept the people in our lives for who they are, and that includes their limitations. No one is perfect, including ourselves, and we all have a lot of growing to do. Wouldn't it be wonderful if our parents could finally see us the way we want to be seen? If they could one day wake up in the morning and just fully understand what we want them to understand. But more often than not, that doesn't happen. You have done an amazing job at communicating your needs to her, and I'm sorry that she hasn't responded in a way that made you feel better. In any relationship, a measure of having healthy boundaries is seeing if you're able to stay on your own healing path while still maintaining a relationship. If you look at this relationship from the perspective of your higher self, you can sense that her limitations and mistakes have to do with her own conditioning, not a measure of how much she loves you. She was raised in a misogynist world. She loves you the best way that she knows how. When we look at our past, the negative hurtful experiences tend to take up the most space in our memory. But our experiences are a spectrum, and even though your mom has hurt you and disappointed you, she has also showed you love and care as well. Whether or not you you decide to communicate with her moving forward, you still have a relationship in the sense of how you think about her. Your higher self wants you to let go of this grievance, not because your feelings aren't valid, but because holding on to resentment will not serve you. Is there a part of you that wants her to feel hurt because you are hurt? Is that why you aren't texting her back? Is that because you feel she has punished you? What is the goal here? To finally prove your worthiness to her? You have nothing to prove to her. You have always been whole despite her shortcomings. Your higher self wants you to take whatever space you need to work on your own healing, whatever boundaries you need. But boundaries aren't just about if you communicate. Boundaries are also about how you hold your relationship in your heart, what you are carrying with you. Sometimes we are afraid that if we have too much love and compassion, then we will be vulnerable to getting hurt again. But love and compassion give you the vision to take whatever boundaries will be optimal for the greatest possibility of love. Meaning if not talking to her enables you to be more compassionate, then that is the loving choice. If talking to her for 30 minutes a month enables your growth, then that is the most loving choice. You have the answer in your heart. It's the one that brings you the most inner peace. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma, and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self 
and everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um, this is the last time, hopefully, of me trying to record this. Uh, I'm outside with my cat, so you might hear some background audio. And I, my phone is sometimes really bad, so my apologies on that. Um, I just wanted to thank you for your podcast um, and everything that you do. It, it makes me really think about my life and myself um, in a different way. It makes me realize that I um, need to be listening to myself in a healthier way and, 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 and working towards feeling better. Um, I guess I just need some advice on like how to prioritize yourself and listen to what you need. And um, I have been going through a lot of transitionary periods right now. I'm a senior in undergrad. I'm finishing up my last semester. I'm writing a thesis on death and dying and death education and how it relieves death anxiety. But my dad died two years ago, so it's been really hard to write that. Um, and I'm realizing I could be bipolar. and My mom is bipolar, and I had a really hard experience with her being bipolar in high school, it's really affected me a lot, which I just have a negative thought about that and myself in my head of if I am bipolar, how to deal with that for the rest of my life, you know, and I'm working towards getting into therapy and I'm doing all these things and I just recently quit my two jobs because I just, I don't know what to do anymore and I need time to prioritize myself, but at the same time, I just feel lazy for, for taking that time. And I'm moving to Albany soon, and it just feels like there's so much going on, and I just don't know what to do. Um, I think I'm at a breaking point. Um, I just I just need your advice on um, how to really listen to yourself and give yourself that time to take care of yourself. So thank you um, for listening to this, and I really appreciate that. Um, bye. Hi, sweetie. You know, being at a breaking point isn't that you are breaking or are broken. It's that something within you is breaking open and being revealed. You are going through a healing process in a lot of ways beginning a new phase of that. Taking the time for your own healing is never a waste of time because it's integral to every aspect of your life, your career, your relationships, everything. All that is going on is that we are all in a different place in the journey of our awakening, the awakening to our wholeness, and the awakening process is not an easy one. We have to look inward at some stuff that we may have been avoiding. We have to seek the help and support that we need and deserve. We have to prioritize ourselves in a way that we aren't used to, but even though this process has its challenges, there is nothing more important. The thesis you are writing is so beautiful and it's very courageous of you to delve into that subject, especially given your own experiences with death. Your higher self is guiding you now to receive the type of support that will actually enable you to continue following your path. Your higher self is telling you to find a therapist, is telling you to rest when you need it, and wants you to give yourself the compassion, kindness, and patience that you deserve on your journey. Healing is one day at a time, one step at a time. That's how we do it. First step, make that appointment. 
Don't worry about step five, step 10, step 15. You don't have to know those steps now. Listening to your higher self takes practice. It takes a conscious choice to be accountable to our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. There is nothing lazy about that. Lazy is a myth. If being productive purely for capitalist reward was more important than taking care of yourself, then the world would be a much healthier and peaceful place. It isn't because we have created this myth that if you need rest, then you're lazy. That's why so many people are bogged down with stress and never give themselves the opportunity to address the healing they need. The path of higher self is the path of true joy. The realization that no matter what our past circumstances are, we are whole and always have been. There is nothing wrong with you. Everyone needs healing. Everyone has a childhood to contend with. Your journey is sacred. So one step at a time, honor it. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for doing your podcast, sharing your thoughts and advice, and giving us a safe space to listen. I really appreciate it, and I'm grateful for you. Here's my question. I have endured the loss of both of my parents already in life, both from different reasons and nothing I need to be medically concerned about. However, I still live in fear and sadness that I will someday pass away before I'm able to teach my child the things they need to know to get through life and succeed and be happy. I know success looks different for everyone and happiness comes in different forms and children all learn and intake things differently and grow into their own person, but I'm still afraid for her. I'm fearful of never having an adult relationship with her since I never got one with my parents and I'm fearful of the suffering she will endure when I do pass. When I do pass, I know death is inevitable for us all, and I'm not necessarily scared of death, just the suffering it will cause others. Is this a form of me trying to people please even in the afterlife? How do I not feel this way or even be able to recognize that this may happen but not be filled with sadness or fearfulness and know she will be okay with or without me? Thanks again, Bunny. Fear is really powerful. And we all have fears largely based on our trauma. It's okay that you have this fear. You love your daughter a lot and you love your parents a lot. And you just want to prevent any further pain and suffering. The thing about fear though is that it robs us from being able to enjoy our lives now. Ironically, the fear of abandoning your child is actually taking away from being present with the time you have with her. And so your higher self sees this focusing on your fear as a form of self-punishment. You are re-experiencing the pain of your childhood through the imagined pain you're afraid your daughter will feel. Because being around your child is reminding you of that traumatic experience. It's like a trigger. So it makes sense that your thoughts will focus right back to what you went through. That experience in so many ways impacted who you are. And so it's easy to become unconsciously attached and identified with it. And it's hard to see our lives as having any other possibility. But you are not cursed. You are not limited by those fearful thoughts and projections. You absolutely deserve to enjoy your life. Enjoy your daughter's childhood. You are safe. Your daughter is safe. And even though those wounds are still there, they are also a reminder of how adaptable and powerful and loving you are. You are always held by your higher self. And so is your daughter. Your daughter has her own higher self as well. And she is protected by that. 
And both of your higher selves don't want you to darken your days when the sun is shining bright. Sometimes when we're used to loss, it's hard to accept when we've been given gifts. It's hard to just let ourselves be happy. It's not what we're used to. Fear can be like a blankie a child holds on to but finally has to outgrow and let go of. So the next time those thoughts come up, just gently remind yourself, hey, I don't need to waste my time focusing on that. I have much more enjoyable things to do with my energy. Well, that wraps up our bonus episode. I hope that y'all enjoyed it. Thank you to everyone who sent in your questions. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you so much for being part of this Patreon fam. Remember to send in any higher self questions and or realizations that you've had. I'd love to share your story. Send us a voicemail at exohigherself at gmail.com. I'm sending you so much love. Be kind and gentle with yourselves this week. Take care of yourself. Prioritize your spiritual health. It is literally the most important thing you can do and affects every other aspect of your life. When you're taking care of yourself spiritually, you're taking care of your career. You're taking care of your relationships because they go hand in hand. All right. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 